NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Cricket is a lot of things, but cricket isn't a perfectly timed cover drive for four in your first ball. It's spending your entire week figuring out how you're going to run out the batting partner that you secretly hate. And cricket isn't breezy, sun-swept days in lush fields of green with your best friends. It's contemplating the loneliness of fielding at deep cover in the 43rd over of a one-dayer when it's blowing a gale and you can't hear a single thing other than the voice in your head that says, your dream is dead, Sam. Your dream is dead. Cricket isn't a day out in the sun and a friendly beer with the opposition after the game. It's coming in two overs before stumps when your team is three for 15, chasing two for 412 declared. And it's suddenly a demon wicket and you're copping harsh personal sledges after every feeble play and miss before eventually one keeps low and smashes you on the pad, triggering the throaty chorus of 11 men appealing in perfect unison to the umpire who has a 7pm reservation at Aria and is desperate for an early exit. The great cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a great cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the great cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl, I just feel a gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh no, you called me champ. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Grey Cricketer Podcast on Fox Sports. My name is Ian Higgins. I'm joined by Sam Perry and David Edwards. Week two, we've made it. We made it to week two. Well done, boys. Welcome. We're, we're, we're still here. Uh, Higgins, thanks for the welcome, as always. And uh, kind of you to thank Fox as well. We're, we're sounding more sold out every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is its second show syndrome, isn't it, mm. for us? We, we had a good start. We it was a terrific debut, wasn't it? it was, we, 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 we debuted as one in the iTunes sports charts. Which <laughs> in is, Australia. Uh, yeah, lame of me. Yeah, you have to keep saying yes, the category of every of single thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now we're 115, so we're sliding <coughs> yeah. at a ferocious pace. Thanks yeah. for joining yeah. us if you have, though, if you've remained Someone rated us. us two out of five on iTunes. I think it was Dad. <laughs> Uh, I got thinking about that, we were talking off air about whether we should sort of plug people reviewing us and, and ask them to review us, but it got me thinking that nobody in grade cricket is ever going to say anything good about another male doing something. Is, yeah. Isn't that right? I yeah. think the person who reviewed it two out of five was expecting something very different. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the He's trying to listen to Serial. <laughs> <laughs> so where's Adnan? <laughs> Guilty. Um, first test. Tomorrow, it's a thing that's happening. Summer has started, right? Yeah, I mean, isn't it, isn't it that the first test is the sort of official kickoff of summer? I mean, club cricket's been going on for a little while. That's true. But, mm. uh, yeah, Australia versus South Africa. Mm. Uh, big talking points out of it, really, are that a bloke didn't get picked because he can't bat, even though he's a bowler. And uh, we don't know what the wacker wicket's going to be like. And lots of talk about sledging and just general alphadom between Australia and South Africa. How are you seeing it, Dave? Oh, mate, well, I'm really looking forward to it because South Africa, Australia is always just kind of a referendum on who can bench the most. It's just <laughs> two of the most alpha teams in world cricket going head-to-head, you know, mm. on bouncy wickets in the hot, harsh sun. Um, Australia and South Africa are very similar nations, uh, both colonial countries once under British rule. You know, both had a gold rush period. Uh, the climate is very similar. I've always said that. Um, mm. But it's just going to be chest and pipes at 10 paces, isn't it? <laughs> There has been uh, an almost alarming amount of rig chat heading into mm. this first test. I mean, first there was Faf Duplessis uh, apparently riling the Australians because he liked to bear his chest a lot. Mm. Yep. Uh, yep. And then this week we heard in the inevitable conversation about sledging mm. 
that the Australians want to uh, – what was it? I've got the quote here, actually. It was Nathan Lyon. So it was from a source that I wouldn't have expected, but he, he said, ahead of this series against South Africa, we're going to play the Australian way. We're going to compete hard. We're not going to roll over. If one of our players is getting a hard time, we're going to stick up for him. We know where the line is. We headbutt it, <laughs> but we don't go over it. <laughs> Firstly, I mean – Where to start? Look, I mean, online, we'll start there. I mean, mm. you bowl off spin, mate. Like <laughs> – it was, a, it was a strange cop- choice of spokesperson. Well, yeah, I mean, like it's the least alpha of the trades. Yeah, like copying mm. a sledge from an off spinner. It's like mm. it's like getting tasered by a parking inspector. <laughs> like just put it away, mate. You're not give it to the big boys. You're not meant to touch that. But is this an issue for Australia? You said give it to the big boys. Who are Australia's big boys? <laughs> I mean, you said it was a referendum on bench pressing. <laughs> yeah, and who, always said that. who bench presses? Look from the from the South African. <laughs> he's got to bench press pretty quick. Why did it? that guy give us two stars? Yeah, I that's right. Um, yeah. Look, I'm really looking forward to. I mean, he doesn't have the biggest chest on the field, but Dale Steyn is just a frightening presence in world cricket, and mm. just his piercing eyes. I think I would be so scared if I was an Australian batsman. I mean, they say he's a little bit older now, maybe a bit past his best, but you know, I would just look straight into those eyes and just feel that he looks right deep into my core and it would frighten me. <laughs> we should say at this point in the show, there is somebody that will join us on the show who can actually tell us about what it is like mm. to look in or deep into Dale Stane's eyes. Mm. And um, we're going to be uh, luckily joined by Ed Cowan. Um, former Australian Test player, mm. current first-class yeah, player of New South Wales. It's really and, interesting to get his take on that. And you mentioned the alphadom of this series, Pezza, and I think it was actually Stain who uh, he, he said in an interview that his strategy and this South African strategy would be to target the captain, mm. target Steve Smith. Um, the quote, I believe, was, if you cut off the head, the body will die. <laughs> Which is very aggressive. That's so aggressive. And it echoes of how America went after Bin Laden. <laughs> Uh, you know, but there are obviously some adverse effects over that. I mean, the rise of sectarianism, you know, in the Middle East generally, and the rise of ISIS, of course. Yeah, of course. Is, is that an, could that happen if they focus on Smith only? You know, what could happen on the periphery there? I mean, there's Marsh, etc. What, what does it mean for oil prices is the big question. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you're trying to get to eventually. I don't understand how South Africa are fifth in the world, right? You look at their lineup, and one through 11, I mean, it's a, it's a, Generational. I mean, it's a it's a wonderful lineup. I mean, the bowling attack is more called Stain, um, Peterson. Um, I think Ryan said like it, it's 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 a world class attack. That bat the batsmen awesome, even without Davilias. How are they fifth in the world? How's how's this well, happened? B- because we like to live in 2012, so we think that <laughs> this South Africa side is good. I mean, fifth is fifth is fifth as dumb as that sounds. I mean, but in uh, our minds, they they they're always going to be good, aren't they? Because we grew up in the era where they were where they were dominant. Um, you know, the early and mid-2000s, of course. Mm. How do you see the series panning out? I mean, no, we're not here to talk about professional cricket too much. And <laughs> not here to talk about cricket. Yeah, we'll brush past that as quick as we can, but thoughts? Oh, well, quite obviously, Australia will win 3-0 and it will be a procession of centuries to Australian players like every other Australian summer. It is really hard to play here, isn't it? I mean, one thing we've got on the agenda here is to speak about, you know, the, the, how well Australia perform at home and, it, and is it as, as scary a place as say, the subcontinent is for Australia, but it is statistically extremely difficult to win here, statistically and a reality as well. It's a very hard place to win. Another thing that might not be a reality anymore, I mean, you mentioned in the intro about Perth and the Wacker being this bouncy fortress. I mean, is it still that? I mean, I love stereotypes as much as the next guy. Mm. Um, That's why I've always... I think think all the pitches in Australia, like during that Ashes series, (laughs) which is, you know, again, just harping back to to years gone by, um, but when Australia won uh, 5-0 and, uh, you know, I mean, those, those wickets were light quick all around the country and Australia's tactic was basically just let's just bounce blokes out that, that was the tactic and so I think whilst the whacker isn't perhaps as bouncy as what it uh, you know was in sort of the 60s or whatever I still think all the wickets are they have a lot of pace in them. If I could be earnest for a second, I think that's what makes this series intriguing. Uh, South Africa aren't England. I mean, we haven't beaten them at home in a series a couple of times in a row now. Yeah. And though we've beaten them there, so it's a bit of an anomaly in Test cricket where both sides have performed better away from home. It'll be interesting, interesting to see whether that means it will be, there'll be flatter decks uh, or not. I, I want to pick up on... This headbutting thing, though, I haven't been yeah. able to get that off off my mind. Uh, d- how do you actually visualise headbutting a line? Because I always imagine the line was conceptual. When we talk about crossing the line or yeah. overstepping the line, I always thought, or like a line at school, 
on, was, on, on, on concrete, yeah. like on a concrete, a concrete white line. Yes. Are you over it? Or oh, so you think it's it? like a sensor, like kind of like in an action movie where in, in Die Hard, where the, there's like a red line that you can't hit or, the, or triggers like an alarm. I guess that's my question. What what is it? Clearly, the Australians see it as a physical thing. I saw it as a social construct, as a, a social phenomenon. The line it was just a it was like a just a metaphor. But yeah. how hard do you headbutt a line anyway? Do you nudge yeah. it? Is he going to yeah. nudge it or is he you know, headbutt it quite? Australians don't nudge. They don't like nudge. Well, no, they'll 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 headbutt. I mean, look, uh, look at battering rams. I mean, they only, they only headbutt things to do damage to it. So is Nathan Lyon actually saying, I want to do damage to the social constructs of morality uh, in cricket? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I read into it. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to ask him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can ask Ed, who's, who's coming in later. I, I just love with Australian cricket, though, like, even when they're trying to make a point about the importance of social and moral restraint, mm. they're still having to be physically violent and, you know, and attacking it. <laughs> like, oh, we know there's a line, but now I want to physically attack that line it's with my alpha. head. It's alpha. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to what, Dave was saying it, it is like this showdown is the ultimate alpha dog showdown Australia v South Africa you know barbecues versus bright I mean you know it's it's uh, it's all chest pipes and 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 I mean faf de Plessis ah oh, what a gorgeous rig stunning it's in stunning condition I don't care if he gets any runs I just want to see topless faf de Plessis well, at least runs <laughs> Well, you just saw topless Brendan Julian in the corridor. Of Fox <laughs> yeah, we did. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very strange. And now it's my screensaver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Oh, look, the other thing happened. I mean, we are just operating in the social realm here, aren't we? Uh, immediately, we're calling this Australian South Africa series just a moratorium on kind of on kind of uh, on cricket and just more about who's got a better rig and who can behave better socially, but. We've heard all week about a second set of autobiographies that have come out. We've mm. had Chris Rogers, mm. Brad Hogg, Mark Nicholas, Darren Lehman. I mean, has there ever been such a just a, a plethora, a glut of cricket books come out that are just simply sold on the basis that people are bad blokes? So, <laughs> there was one that came out last year and did quite well uh, from memory. But why was our book the only cricket book last year? Thank God we didn't try to do it this year. Mm. We've I know. sold three books. We'll be going up against Mark Nicholas, A Beautiful Game, My Love Affair with Cricket. That's the title of Mark Nicholas's book. I cannot Have wait you... to dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that every person is kind of playing to the ultimate like um, stereotype of their character. Mm, like, you know, they say in theatre or whatever, you've got to kind of multiply your character by 100 to get the idea of it across. And, and Mark sure, Nicholas I don't is, know about theatre. Yeah. <laughs> take, it, take it as granted, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and Mark Nicholas is clearly embracing the idea of this kind of raconteur, debonair mm. Englishman who has affairs. Because <laughs> Darren Lehman's book yeah. is called Coach. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Mark Nicholas's is about a feeling. <laughs> but still, some things kind of stay the same because we've, you know, Chris Rogers is bucking the trend, Brad Hogg is the wrong and We've said what Mark Nicholas is and Darren Lehman is. But, I mean, if you go through the main selling points of their books, Chris Rogers' main story was about a senior player in WA who said, don't you ever effing stand next to me. In a um, pub. In a pub. Brad Hoggs was about the impact of a game on him. Mark Nicholas tells a story about Kerry Packer telling him to stop bagging the effing game. Mm. And Darren Lehman said that when he was offered the national job by Pat Howard via email, he told him to F off. Mm. It's really just a... It's more alpha than... It's Sorry, more I, I, alpha I can't it is. not see it. There's nothing it. more alpha than having a go at a bloke in a book that you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry Packer was alpha, wasn't he? He's, he's the ultimate. He alphaed everyone in cricket. And that's why we admire him, don't we? Yeah, we do. We admire him, yeah. yeah. I mean, w- w- there's so many books out, as you say, guys. But look, is there any anyone that hasn't released a book that you'd like to see? I mean, I would love to read, you know, um, W.G. Grace's book. Yeah. Uh, but, but more so just... I think you wrote was... three. <laughs> a trilogy. So, but I'd like to more, more just to get a sense of what it was like at the time and also, obviously, what it was like to... If there's not a chapter of him being bold and then just putting the bales back on and keep batting, <laughs> if there's not a chapter in that, I'm not buying it. So can I ask, is this you saying that you would like to read the book that he has already written or have you got a hypothetical book he's written in mind? And if so, what would the title of it be? Second, Definitely the second one. Um, uh, what's the title of his book? Um, uh, I'm Not Out. <laughs> I'm not out. <laughs> it's got to no. be Amazing Grace, doesn't it? That's, that's, that's actually what it is. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. something with a beard, yeah. 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 I mean, slang. You, you talk about period pieces. I'd love to see – I mean, I know Bradman has written a book, mm. several books, and you know there have been several anthologies on Bradman, but 
Steve Waugh made the tour diary popular. I would have loved to have seen Bradman's tour diaries. Those mm. long boat rides to England, you know, some of them took six months. <laughs> you know, it was like a really long, glorified Kentucky tour, yet there's no, there's no information on what happened on that boat. I'd love to know. And, th- and I'd like the counter diary to come out from Jack Fingleton, just saying, like, Jack Fingleton, my sectarian war with Bradman. <laughs> I would read that. There used to be so much religious sl- sledging in cricket, didn't there? So what, what, so what was that sledge that, uh, that, Fingleton, that the Bradman said to Fingleton? So, so I've read this recently, I think, and I'm sort of bastardising it, but right. Fingleton, as a, um, as a Catholic, yep. had, had a senior Catholic figure, I think, pour holy water on his bat. Mm-hmm. Um, Fingleton got dismissed, walked back to the dressing room. Bradman passed him as the incoming batsman and said, let's see how I go with a dry one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Alfering in More. the 1930s. That's right. Imagine if that happened today. If he, if he's, it, terrible. Terrible. You've spoken like someone who's done it to you. But it didn't affect me in any way. I've moved on for my entire life from it. Can I just loop us back very unprofessionally to this idea of of targeting players? You just mentioned it at the top of the show, Dave. I've never quite understood the notion of targeting a player. Is there something about the label of being targeted that, compels a bowler to try harder to get them out? Like, does the property of the ball change to, to get that person out because they're being targeted? I'm not sure, Pezza. I mean, How does it if manifest? you've announced that I'm targeting you through the media, then the batsman's aware of that and everyone's talking about it and whispering, oh, you know, he's got a target on you. I guess that it's just a psychological <laughs> thing. But aren't they all trying to get every batsman out. Well, the yeah, purpose like of cricket is to get wickets and score more runs than the opposition. That's what they say in the huddle before the incoming batsman. Are we targeting this bloke? No, okay. No, don't worry, dude. Yeah. Sweet. Just bowl. Six balls yeah. down the leg for this bloke. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's not being targeted. Are you upset that no one comes to watch you play cricket? Are you tired of no one appreciating you for the talented third grader you are? The Cricket Family is the first program dedicated to helping people like you feel relevant again. We have a database of over 1,000 out-of-work actors who can come to your games and masquerade as your friend, girlfriend, wife, parents or grandparents, helping you create the perception that the people close to you actually care about what you do. Oh, great shot, Jason. No, I'm proud of you, son. The Cricket Family, helping cricketers feel relevant once again. It's a distinct pleasure to welcome into the studio uh, a man that everyone in this room admires deeply, a man that has been good to the grade cricketer for a couple of years and has now come into the studio to meet three blokes off the internet that you've seen once before, and you've seen us once before because you came in two weeks ago and then (laughs) the whole thing completely stuffed up, and then I had to call you and say sorry for for wasting your time. But um, it's it's a total pleasure to introduce... Ed Cowan to the show. Ed, welcome. Sam, what an absolute pleasure. Uh, you actually beat me to the punchline because I was going to say, I can't believe you're having me back twice in two weeks. <laughs> but, uh, no. We're not even recording. We just wanted to chat. Oh, exactly. <laughs> we, we, were, we were very nervous. Have you heard of FaceTime? Yeah. We could just hang out. <laughs> we're really nervous about, uh, A, telling you that the show didn't make it to air um, and then, B, like having to actually call you and ask if you'd do it again but I have to confess that um, I sent you an email just saying look Ed would you would you consider coming back on the show despite you know complete unprofessionalism and um, but at the same time I was watching you on the internet play for New South Wales against (laughs) Queensland and and then and then you guys won the match and like literally I got an email back from you five minutes later so my first question to you is like does New South Wales cricket not have a valuables bag (laughs) you know that's a very good question forget New South Wales cricket I don't believe in the sanctity of valuables bags I got burnt once out of Benson's Lane Oh, haven't we all? Who hasn't, yeah. Exactly. No, and I'm not talking about being sunburnt. Valuables bag, <laughs> gone. And I was 15 at the time. I vowed, it was. I think it might have even been Green Shield, like it was back in the day. I vowed never to use a valuables bag again. Since then, I've also been burnt having had my wallet stolen out of my pants at the Sydney University change rooms. But, <laughs> so it's one all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm still running with valuables bag. It's so I, risky. Why do like people it, still use the valuables bag. Collating uh, all that's the, exactly that's right. Stuff in the it's, one, it's like it's a more risky. It's the cloud. It's the it's the upload into the cloud. We, we've got yeah, to get some sort of like, international relations expert in here to articulate how <laughs> how poor the risk management is of collating everybody's yeah. people valuables think it's a vault. into one bag. 
into it's an ASIC shoe bag that sits <laughs> next to the scorer. Yeah. Like, and the I scorer is normally a 50 50 proposition as a person. When I'm on my ass, absolutely. Yeah. When I'm on my ass after cricket on a Saturday, I'm just going to go around and steal valuables bags. <laughs> just do the whole you can make an yet. absolute fortune around around the club cricket scene. You'd yeah. go from Camper down down to Coogee, have a few I'll just do ones, three the fives, all the away ones. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> or you could put your valuables in one of the sort of 750 pockets of kit that sit in the dressing room. The, you know, and if they and get you find it out of chewing that... gum from 1996, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. this would be good for the field this session. Multicolored grips when they were cool. Where did that turn up from? Oh, it's been in the pocket where the va- where we should put our valuables. We're with Jerry Seinfeld here yeah. on the Great Cricketer. <laughs> we're completely off the agenda already. Uh, Ed, can you describe to? I mean, most people know you, and rightly so. And it's to your credit that you're a, like a, a professional run scorer at the professional level. But like a lot of other people know you as like a passionate um, member of Sydney Uni. Cricket club, can you tell us about your relationship to you know amateur club cricket? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, mean, I love Sydney University. I grew up there basically at the cricket club. So my first game was uh, when I was fifteen. Uh, their first Green Shield team. I'm now thirty four. So you can do the maths. I can't. Um, but that's how long my association with this club has been. You know, I played every grade. Um, you know, lots of people. You know, fourth grade captains became mentors um, and still are. Um, Do you I'll... remember their names? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to give them a <laughs> There was Jerry. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy knows who he is. He knows, he knows who he is. But um, <clears throat> so it's a club that's, that's very close to my heart, as I said. Um, played every grade. I even fielded a day in third grade last year when one of the blokes went down. Geez, they were keen. Media oh, didn't get wind of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny because the bloke I was replacing writes for the Bloody Herald. I mean, that's why I did it. Clearly, uh, yeah. Yeah. To get, you know, so a little bit of yeah. social capital out there on the Twitterverse. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fact that I'd nicked the first one and I was kicking bloody cats around um, <laughs> cheered me up a bit. But God, they were keen. They were diving on the gravel, fielding them for God's sake. You got to be yeah. really careful of Fox Sports clickbait because. Tomorrow's article will be Cowan kicks cats. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I mean, speaking of good, you were always good. You mentioned grade there, but before grade came Green Shield, and before Green Shield came just being a good junior cricketer. Do you remember the first time that people took interest in you, and maybe the first time a local newspaper? came to you, gave you a call and said, we're thinking of doing a feature on you. Maybe <laughs> that was a local newspaper. Because that's the dream of any young budding cricket. I mean, I'm sure Maybe there are a lot of paper. eight to ten-year-olds out there yeah, listening yeah. to the Great Cricketer podcast. So <laughs> back in the day, uh, they used to print, I think they still do, like the Green Shield. So my goal, and I've still got my, my green scrapbook from every season where I'd write down how many runs I got, uh, which bastard yeah. got me out, and my average, and, you know, all the shit that counted. Yeah. Uh, who cares if you want to lost? Like, uh, <laughs> Uh, but those little clippings back in the newspaper, yeah. like Sydney University '92, E. Cowan '27. Also, like Penrith. the small font at the yeah, back. Yeah, of... yeah, not the big, not the big scorecard. Like right. the, you had to really dig deep and find. I used to cut them out, and that was my dream. Name back, in paper. Name in paper. Was, were you ever in like you know like the Manly Daily or whatever your local equivalent was? Was there ever like a splash the headline Courier. with a photo? Yeah, the Wenty Courier. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. They weren't in, interested. in... Cricket. They weren't interested in a feature because I remember when I did. Uh, I did work. <laughs> Still that okay. I'm just saying, you know, I, I did work experience when I was 15 at a at the North Shore Times, and I just thought the greatest thing in the world would have been being a sports reporter at a local newspaper and covering great cricket. And then I met the bloke that was doing that, and he was the saddest. Mm guy I've ever seen and he just looked miserable you know but I thought what a what a life to interview grade cricketers and to to cover the local rugby every day of your life it was an eye opener the thing it, it actually doesn't move up in the world I don't know if you've met the people that cover international cricket but they, they, they could be used by the same description actually as to, to what you've just described I'm going to ask Ed about his 200 he scored in Green Shield but uh, yeah we've moved past can we clarify for those who aren't from Sydney mm. that Green Shield is under 16 cricket. Right on, yeah. Yeah. under 16 that's, that's it's important. the first time you really get to announce yourself isn't it as but a young as cricketer. I say Sydney club cricket is you know the premier um, amateur cricket league in the world mm. you know it's why everyone Sydney test cricket mm. Sydney <laughs> test cricket we call it Sydney <laughs> test cricket did you play any great cricket down in Tassie 
Yeah, I played for the Glenorchy Magpies. Okay. Right. I've actually got a pretty funny story. Uh, Please. Well, we don't it, might, it actually <laughs> might. It might <laughs> you should never preface. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah. uh, the great David Boone. Um, never heard of him. No, exactly. You get Alec. He was the you know, running operations of cricket at the time before he's got this cushy bloody match referee's job cruising the world that he does now. But he was running Tassie Cricket, allocated to a club. And uh, he pulled me into his office and said, son... Got some bad news. So, what's that, David? Rat of beers. <laughs> and he said, Bondi to the Bronx for you, son. Out to Glenorchy. And I was like, where the hell is Glenorchy? But, as it turned out, Glenorchy was a great club. I loved it. <laughs> it was brilliant. Oh, really we, won, we won a couple of premierships. The great Brett Jeeves, you oh, know, yeah. of Fox Sports fame. Yeah. Um, he was the captain coach. Luke Butterworth, Benny Dunk. We had an absolute treat, but... Um, I love the idea of David Boone referencing the Bronx. I've just never made that kind of uh, incongruous <laughs> connection before. What about Booney? How they always talk of him being the you know fifty two Scoobies. He's mm. the worst drinker I've ever seen. Really? Mm. I think it's like the greatest hoax of all time. Well, oh, right. We spoke to Merv last week. Merv Hughes, like Merv, just my mate Merv yeah, last that's week, right. yeah. and uh, he he said it was fifty three. He might have had fifty. Well, oh, mm, I. But, then, but then Merv, but I've yeah. seen him after four, and it's like, can someone carry him back out of the building? <laughs> That's not even an altitude. <laughs> <laughs> if, I can, uh, if I can skip ahead in your career... Um, and, and <laughs> Jeez, that sounded like yeah, an expletive. Yeah, like something else. Carry Sorry. If I could skip ahead in your career and, and move to your international hmm. playing days... Brief. And, uh, and, Disappointing. Uh, what other, <laughs> what other <laughs> expletives? Well, you've my question. Yeah. No, um, How would you sum up your test career? <laughs> I was going to ask you like, what the actual process is of finding out that you're going to play for Australia. I mean, is it a phone call? Do you um, just watch the press conference? Like, what, what's what's the actual? What's that? Do you get a text? What's the actual process of you actually finding out that you're in the squad for a test match? There's nothing different to getting the the call from the chairman of selectors for, for club cricket. So Inver's uh, at the time he called me up and said uh, I was in Canberra for a, a chairman's eleven game or whatever. He said uh, you're on the, you're on the plane to Melbourne tomorrow, mate. You're going to make your test debut. That was it. Thanks, Jeez. pal. Just a voicemail. No, spoke to him. <laughs> Gave a couple of little fist pumps. Yeah. I mean, that's well, that wasn't. I mean, that was your test debut. But you actually were on the field before that. Mm. You kind of got a. I mean, you've probably been asked this one billion times, mm. but one billion and one. Yep. Mm. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> you know, in two thousand and five, you were at a test match between Australia and the West Indies, <laughs> and you were in the Pakistan. stands. Was it Pakistan? Yeah. Oh, Wikipedia, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, I was on editing earlier. So. <laughs> but, you know, you, you got this call. You were a spectator there with your mates and you've been summoned essentially to the sheds. You know, put your kid on, you're going out there on, on the field in a test match. You, I don't know how old you were, probably about 20, 21. How did that unfold? I mean, while we're talking about phone calls, how did that phone call unfold? And when you went into the sheds and, and shared the experience with, you know, Ponting, Gilchrist, Hayden, etc. What was that like? Uh, it was awesome, but to go back a step, you know, the, I was standing in the members' bar to, and as you know, the SCG mm. or any cricket ground around Australia for that matter, it takes ages to mm. get a schooner. So standing there, having a chat with my mates, waiting for our second schooner, it was schooey of the day, and phone call came through that they needed a 13th man to run drinks. And I'm thinking, mm. oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. easy. What's... Um, Score a pair of shorts out of it. Um, <laughs> and so all of a sudden, 13th man, I think Mardo might have been hung over or something, didn't feel like fielding. Hodgie yep. was doing, he was 12th man, didn't want to do a crossword. All of a sudden, <laughs> little Ted out there at mid off yep. was previously in the MA Noble. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> waiting for a skewy. All of a sudden, he's got Iqbal Al Haq smacking one at him. And, uh, Did you get out that quickly? Like, were you in the change room? Someone yeah, was, like, was like taking your shirt like off. Get this on. It was like seven minutes later. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Quite surreal. But uh, it's a fast forward to your actual test career. I mean, there's some significance to the test match starting tomorrow, as we record. The, the last time Australia played a first test against South Africa at home, you achieved the dream, mate. You 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 hit a hundred. This is where you're queuing the highlights package. Yeah, it's right. yeah, yeah. 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 It's Mark well, 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 well produced. He's like done that. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, yeah, what commentary uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. could you yeah. just do? Yeah. Who's commentating? The, uh, oddly, Glenn McGrath. When, when the hell has he ever commentated? I don't remember that. No. Exactly. Oh, One sucks. test. Oh, ruined <laughs> it. That sucks. Yeah. Um, 
Can, can you just run us through the, the moment of bringing up the 100 and your feelings? <laughs> I'm, I'm an earnest man. Uh, and then also, did anything like, I mean, it, because it's every boy's dream to, to do it, um, did anything strange happen that you didn't expect throughout all of that? Because you actually pumped South Africa that day. Well, it was over two days, wasn't it? But yeah. It's one of those things when you're batting well, you don't remember a hell of a lot. I remember being really nervous and then just thinking, you know what, you're having a day out. It's going to come. Just hang in and they'll bowl some shit and you'll hit it for four and you'll get 100. <laughs> yeah. Sure enough, Vernon was a bit tired and slipped, <laughs> slipped one half down the wicket. It's cricket's so easy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. We've been batting for five hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was just that sense of relief, I think. Like People probably think joy's the the overarching kind of uh, emotion, but it was just that relief of, fuck, finally. Um, mm. You know, I was, came in the, into the test under massive pressure. Uh, I'd been batting like a busted ass in the weeks leading up. Um, you know, it kind of got to the stage where I had to score 100 or I was gone. And then, you know, so that relief sort of played out. Life didn't really change much. It changed as much as you want it to, I reckon. Mm. Did... did- how does it feel for you thinking about the first test starting tomorrow as well, though? I mean, do you just, do you just sort of go... feels like a long time ago now, yeah. but, you know, when you're growing up and oh, you remember the series between South Africa and Australia, South Africa and Australia, and you think, mm. oh, it's not that long between series, but it just feels a long time between the last time South Africa were here. A lot's happened uh, in my life and how it's changed from a, from a cricket point of view. So it feels like a long time. Uh, it is a bit of an odd feeling that... You know, you, you don't get another chance to, to play the same team that you feel like you, you had one over, but um, that's the way it works. So I'm you're looking forward to watching it. You're completely resigned to that? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Because last, I mean, last season, you, to be fair, you, I thought, and I think we all thought, that you were a pretty good chance based on, you know, yeah, I feel like I'm playing. I feel like I'm playing as well as I ever have played, and I guess that's the only... F- Lingering. This album is my best album. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah. Turd. Uh, but it actually feels as though if I was playing like this when I did have a crack at Test cricket, um, you know, I would have made a better fist of it. So it's it's one of those things that it's it's just all about timing, and you, you realise how hard the game is to learn the game at a Test level. That people say, oh, first class cricket, what a great breeding ground. Well, it is to play cricket in Australia, but unfortunately, Test <laughs> cricket's played all around the world and you've got a tour to the West Indies where the wickets turn square, India turn square, same elsewhere. So it's a great in- initiation to learn how to play cricket in Australia, but it's, Test cricket is a lot harder than that. Do you see, do you see like how Adam Voges has gotten to the team now and he's done really well and he's sort of um, a guy who's on the sort of wrong side of, of 30, if I can use that phrase. Does that sort of give you any sort of hope maybe of, 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 of getting back in there? Uh, yeah, it shows that you, if you have a massive, massive season, not just a, a big season, then, you know, you might pop up. But again, it, it depends on timing. So at the moment, Sean Marsh is coming off Test 100, Dave Warner as the Australian vice-captain. So... You know, you can be playing well and, and nothing ever eventuates. I want to keep playing cricket while I'm still enjoying it uh, and, I'm, and I'm loving the game. So I've got no intention of retiring anytime soon. And, and if I play well enough and an opportunity arises, I feel like I'd be in a good place. But I'm kind of resigned to the fact that, um, you know, hopefully I can score enough runs for, for New South Wales to, to win a shield. And, and I take a lot of pleasure from that. Yeah. Can, can I ask a question on behalf of Dave? Because he mentioned this in the first segment, what's it like to have Dale Staines piercing eyes looking deep into your soul uh, when he's bowling at you? <laughs> did he mention that? Yeah, no, I did. Oh, today. Yeah, yeah, just oh, today. Yeah. I thought you were talking about our other faux interview that we did. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't, don't remember that. I mean, he's just, he's a, he's a very physical presence. He's not the largest man, but, you know, he does have these piercing eyes that wouldn't look out Beautiful of place in Hollywood. Though, absolutely. Yeah, you know, 007 style. He so, is... And that's a double-edged sword of it, right? I mean, he looks so beautiful, yet he's so mm. ferocious. It's one of those that's what bothers me. Yeah, that's what bothers me. It's one of the, those things, though, that if you knew him, he's like the nicest, cruisiest dude you'll ever meet. So every time he looks at you, you can't, you can't, you can only smile. 
it's not like he's a prick, so mm. you're like, oh, God. You know, like, they were going, I don't remember Shane Harbour, oh, I used to be so scared of him, and he used to threaten to, like, stab me with stumps and stuff. So I thought he was genuine. <laughs> is, is that like a coping mechanism for you as a batsman? Like, do you get to know what people are like outside the sphere of cricket so you don't feel threatened by them? When Rule number them? one, if you ever go into the opposition change room, mm. always go and have a beer with the other fast bowlers because you actually learn that they're, most of them, some of them are lunatics, but most of them are decent people, and the next time they have a go at you, you can have a laugh. I feel like the rivalry between um, South Africa and Australia is very, like in the media, it's all, it's a war of words. Um, cliche, cliche, uh, Claxon just there. Um, but do the teams actually get along quite, quite well, so Australia and South Africa typically? Yeah, I'd say uh, of all the international teams, well, they, they did when, you know, my brief <laughs> appearances, but we, you know, they're one of the few teams that you'd have a beer with after the series and, yeah. and, and socialise with. I don't think it, it happens that much, but certainly Australia, Australia and South Africa do. Is that because we're quite similar? You know, we talked about the, the alphadom before and how this is essentially going to be a referendum on chest and bias, uh, <laughs> Australia versus South Africa. Biceps. Is it because, you know, we're, we're quite similar inherently? I think so, yeah, yep. in short. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred by Ed Town. That's all I wanted. Oh, look, I haven't changed my point of view on the matter. Um, you know, I said what I said a few years ago and... I guess at the moment he's obviously trying to sell a book, so uh, it's amazing how more and more of the story comes out. So are you two mates? I think that's a bit of a stretch to say that we're mates. <laughs> well, that's certainly what he's been saying. Yeah, look, I think, uh, as I said before, it's a bit of a stretch of the imagination, given that uh, we've hardly spoken about since it all happened, and um, obviously I haven't played since you know, he took over as captain. But anyway, uh, that's all old news now. So, as I said, I think it's more about him trying to promote his book through the uh, summer. We'll move on to the next set, uh, part of, of the interview, Ed, where we do what we call throwdowns. So it's TDs, of, I like to call them. Of course. Mm. TDs. A few Ten. gentle TDs just to warm up. Yeah, that's right. Ten questions. Um, answer them as quickly as possible. He goes, what's the rule? You like rules on this. You want one word, two well, word well, answers. Well, let's, just, let's should we just say one sentence. Single, single sentence. Yeah, single max. Sentence. No yeah. comma. No comma. And you, know, oh, you can add grammar to it, Ed. I'll, okay. I'll actually put that in there. If you want to add oh, some grammar, some... <laughs> <except. extent. laughs> yeah. rules are Because it's cowan. Because it's cowan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Go, oh, A well. semicolon that can conjoin exactly. two separate sentences. That's, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> so we'll start off with a gentle one. Can I kick off? Your boots, mate. Okay, so Ed, when you were first picked to play state cricket, how good did it feel to wear your New South Wales lid in grade cricket? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Just made me feel so much more powerful than the rest of the peasants that had to wear their club lid. Good. Ed, you're in the coffee business. Are you a piccolo man, latte, macchiato? Long macchiato. Long. Long. Sorry, I just fell in love. With this. <laughs> Ed, Again. more sledging in grade, state or test cricket? <laughs> Uh, you, I would have traditionally said club cricket, but I think it's got to the point that probably everyone feels like they're 16, so <laughs> more to the point, I'm getting old. That was the point <laughs> I was trying to make, so mate. Um, so the art of one word answers, but the art of sledging right. is dying, I reckon. It's, reckon? Got, yeah, it's going. You, you say the art of it is dying, so... No, the just the general, like, I reckon in, in club cricket, you're more likely to get, oh, your mum's a whore, kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. And, you're, and as yes. you move up... As a base, when you yeah, arrive yeah. at the ground. That, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. As you move up <laughs> the, 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 the high-performance <laughs> yeah. pyramid, as Cricket Australia likes yeah. to call it, yeah. uh, it becomes a bit more, you know, uh, sharp-witted. Right. Understand. Your mum's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ed, you've been described variously, and, and I'm using air quotes here, oh, as a, a bon vivant, uh, an appreciator of <laughs> modern art, yeah. and you have a, a commerce degree. Uh, I do. Uh, none of not. those things help you score runs or win at cricket, yeah. so why do you bother with these strange pursuits? <laughs> <laughs> There's no answer to that, is there? <laughs> no, that, that's a question that's about me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> helps me with the crossword? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, look, Ed, some of your interests, and you just touched on them, include investing, funds <laughs> management, where are you, where are you guys this private from? equity. This is absolute dross. Are you on my LinkedIn page again? Yeah, 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 yeah. again too. I thought it was in private. David Edwards has viewed it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering, do you have any advice for someone looking to get into the market but not sure where to start? <laughs> Single sentence, please. Um, <laughs> diverse stock portfolio tips. You got don't anything? be scared of debt. Good. Particularly Good. when interest rates are so low at the moment. Mm. 
You heard it here. <laughs> this is one great yeah. stitch up. Next. Ed, you're a professional athlete, <laughs> here as go. you know. Yep. Uh, you're kind of a successful coffee company. Uh, you're studying a Masters of Applied Finance. Mm. Uh, you're also married. <laughs> what is this? The beautiful daughter. Romy. What a star. What do you and Doug Bollinger talk about? <laughs> We're actually hot mates. Golf. Golf. Yeah. yeah. What's he off? Uh, <laughs> Doug plays off five. Yeah, okay. okay. He, it's a beautiful golf ball, but we talk golf. Team uh, Clark or Team Cadditch? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, Ed, there's growing conversation here in Australia about the role of administrators in uh, protecting long-term safety of players in its care when it comes to concussion. So it's a serious question. So, so what, what role should Cricket Australia play to protect Australian cricketers from the concussive effects of headbutting the line? <laughs> Very good. Just want them to headbutt the line yeah. and not overstep it. Yeah. I get it. Do, 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 you headbutt, uh, do, you, do you headbutt the line often? Uh, what does it mean? I think the po- if I was to uh, provide a translation, uh, and you know, we, one could only translate that, it suggests that he wants people to headbutt the line. Oh, yeah, <laughs> mate, you have some tight key messages in Australian cricket, don't you? Everyone got their message that way. We, we get yeah. managed. Yeah. yeah, the media manager would be all over that. Yeah, yeah. I told Messaging. you to headbutt the line only. Mm-hmm. Ed, when, uh, when Joe Burns bumped David Warner last week uh, in that Shield game, you were at the non-strikers end. So is that correct? <laughs> yes. Um, did you think about moving? You were state? you were <laughs> watching <laughs> watching closely, <laughs> very closely. <laughs> did you think about moving states again to get a game as an all-rounder for Queensland? Yeah, that was dross, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what dross was that? Did you see that action? It was like it's very round arm. Oh, Ugh. wasn't it? Yeah. It was like Lassith Malinga. <laughs> <laughs> just just on that game, Ed, in grade cricket, you obviously want to take home the six points. Mm. So the saying goes. So, um, or the ten to, to that. Of course, for, you obviously were. I didn't you know, play at Sydney. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To that end, <laughs> scholarships for your kids if you play for us. So to to that end, after your recent win in Brisbane against Queensland, how satisfying was it to take home the seven point nine points? <laughs> Thank you, Pat Howard. <laughs> <laughs> what a treat. Why don't we come up with a point system that no one can understand, except the people playing the game? So when you open the paper to check the scores, we're like, how did they get 7.9 points? Just, just one last one. Um, the, the previous series against South Africa was utterly memorable. We spoke about this before for one of Australia's best innings in the modern era. Um, what were you doing the day Rob Quiney scored nine? <laughs> <laughs> I was at the other end. What are you talking about? What a legend. Hey, you know what? You should get him on the podcast because he is all time. All right. Put in a word for us, please. We'd love please, to. He can talk you through his pair. And Just an episode on that nine. <laughs> Have you seen, actually, the, the Batuta Advocate? Yes, you know, yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yeah. Something probably close to your hearts. But that, after all the tell-all diaries, that was suggesting Rob Quiney's bringing one out for Christmas. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was brilliant. Can't be any worse than Mark Nicholas, my love affair with cricket. <laughs> we'll cut that it's out. It's actually a good book. How would you rate... Can we get back to some dross there? Um, yeah. Like, there's just been a bit too many serious cricket questions for my liking, so I just want to... Yeah, we'll some, cut them out. Okay. We're <laughs> talking about applied finance. If, if you had to rank the books in order of how you're going to read them this summer, mm. from Gideon Haig's Stroke of Genius, oh. the iconography, <laughs> Victor Trumper, one, clearly, yes, right yes. through to bucking the trend. Yeah. yeah. Where were... Come on. Well, there are six or seven out. Oh, I want some more. Well, also, Paul Kennedy's got a book out about um, 15 Lost Boys of Frankston or something like that, <laughs> so I'll probably start there. <laughs> Fan of the show, Paul yeah, Kennedy. Yeah. That's right. I could probably list the ones that I, that I won't be reading. Mm. Go. Um, how long have we got? Um, <laughs> Michael Clark, My Story. Is it My Story? It's his story, yeah. and uh, it's, it's not in my wish list this Christmas. Yeah. Um, how are you going to fill the stock? But if, what if you? What if your? <laughs> how are you going to fill the stock? What if your auntie buys it for you? Yeah, you're so not that, read I think it? that's the question. What book mm. do you think you will receive? Which is a comment mm. from the females uh, in your life at eye level. The great uh, cricketer. Yeah. Yeah. It's twenty nine ninety five. Still there. Twenty nine. Still selling copies. Yeah. How, that is unbelievable. Yeah. What we've print made, run you're up to, boys? We've made thirty bucks. Third print run. Third print run. Third print run. Let's just talk about print run. Did you just ask Ed Count if we can borrow some money? Yeah. <laughs> or just some kit. <laughs> yeah. Can you give us kit? Absolutely. How much yeah. kit do you want? Did you get any kit Anything when you subfilled it in 2005? Yeah, I, I gave it back, though. Gave it back, yeah. That's very noble. Mm. If you want kit, there's heaps of kit in my joint. Cool. 
I honestly, the Vinnies on Oxford Street. If you ever want your Swells Creek kid, go up to the Vinnies. <laughs> <at Oxford Street. laughs> That's a great tip. They get. Literally, and if you ever wanted to wheel a New South Wales Cricket Speed Blitz Blues or Plan A, um, <laughs> yeah. what's your Plan B? Yeah. Whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Message to Get on the message. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kit bag, if you want one of those, there's one up there. Go fill your boots, really? boys. Go fill your boots. There's one-day shirts, there's test shirts, <laughs> yeah. there's jumpers, there's helmets, honestly. Race out. Really? Yeah. Do all your Christmas shopping there. It has been referred to as uh, the, the best uh, sports writing tribute to, to a particular sport since Fever Pitch. Uh, does it do anything to enhance literature? Would be another question. Another. I wouldn't even call it literature, really. Should we? Um, Have you got any more dross for me? Well, we, we do actually. So We've got we, dross we, from the fans. W- yeah. Would you mind staying with us, Ed, for the third yeah. segment? Please. Um, so this is where we ask the followers of the grade cricketer. Um, that's the official term. We're not sort of saying <laughs> arrogantly that we're, we're, they're sort of d- disciples of us. Mm. Um, I'd, we, say we, that. I'd say that. You would, you would say <coughs> that, okay. Yeah. On Facebook and Twitter, whether yeah. they've got any questions about kind of Riggs masculinity life, yeah. etc. Mm. Uh, so we've got a couple in there that you might be able to help us with. Yeah. So I'll kick off the first one. So Hank Shaw wrote in and said, uh, Dad filled in for our third grade team, his first game in 20 years. He mm. took three wickets to my one. How do I regain respect of fam? That's internet slang for family. <laughs> I'd suggest that your dad, he's got nothing to worry about. His dad's going up to twos next week. <laughs> and he'll, he'll probably never have to play cricket with him again. See, it is a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. This happened to me when I was 12, actually, um, in, a, in a sons versus fathers game at my school, yeah. which I won't reveal for some reason. Uh, my dad bowled me first ball with an off cutter. It's still in my memory. <laughs> like, triggering my memory. It's like Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah. Is it? But more yeah. PSD. Yeah. You moved out six days later. Respect to respect At 12. 12, yeah. 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 Uh, Don, he went, went to boarding school. <laughs> Don Castle wrote in and said, I once declared on a teammate who was on 96, am I a shit bloke? Not had his chance. Uh, Bums has written yeah. in. Saying, uh, is it normal to lose sleep thinking there's hidden meaning behind not getting the ball thrown to you between deliveries? <laughs> yes. Is he with me? It's yeah. always personal, isn't it? If, yeah. It depends where he's fielding. I guess if the wicketkeeper throws it straight to cover, oh, I see yeah. what he's getting. Um, yeah, so. And you're and you're at gully or yeah. something like that. Then it's definitely personal. Particularly if he puts his hand, yeah. like, I want yeah. to give it a shot. And yeah, it goes around the other way. It goes around the other way, yeah. <laughs> Get your sweaty, Fine leg. Get your sweaty mitts off at bombs. There's a, there's a little bit of protocol to the way the ball returns back to the bowler, though, right? I mean, you can sort of tell the difference between first-grade size, maybe third-grade size. Like, you, if you see a wicketkeeper give the ball a first slip, that's extremely village. Mm. Or if Gully receives the ball at any stage. Or well, maybe backward point. It has to go somewhere. Yeah. Well, I understand that, well, Ed. If you've got either. two slips, doesn't the keeper take it and then not looking at the second slip, just kind of throw it to him like yeah. that? It's got, a no, it's got to be a no, no eye contact. A, Ian Healy style. Yeah, mm. a no look soft mm. underarm to second slip. Yeah, and is that where you guys so, are at in t- 2016 in first class group? No, I think it oh, depends. just depends who's bowling, you know, mm. who's favourite for that session, who's mm. showing the ball. Mm. Do you have your best shiner at mid-off? Absolutely. Yeah. Best ball cheater, we call them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's that in the That's current more... setup? Because yeah. <laughs> there's nothing more devastating than being at cover and seeing second slip hurl it yeah. towards yeah. mid-off. And... Unfortunately, in first-class career, like, the ball is so sacred mm. and so much work goes into it to mm. get it to go reverse um, or swing conventionally that you, you don't stuff around with Gully. Like, Gully, he doesn't see it. No, no. Mm. Yeah. Straight to mid-off. It's just so good to hear what happens at first class level. I'm just like, carelessly through that. BH writes in and says, My girlfriend is developing. Sorry, I'll say that again. BH writes in and says, My girlfriend is developing tennis elbow from giving me throwdowns. Is it okay Christies. to end the relationship because of her elbow? It's getting silly. So, again, no. just, if you got distracted Bo- by the comments of someone in the room, it was she's. Bowling machine for Christmas. One solution. <laughs> get yourself down to King Shrove Sports, get a bowling machine in the backyard, and. <laughs> Thanks, darling. I like BH's sort of specificity of why the relationship would end. Like, the conversation will be like, sorry, love, it's over because of your elbow. Mm. Like, an actual... Yeah, it sounds to me like this is a one-way relationship. I mean, has he 
yeah. thought about ever giving her throwdowns. Exactly. That's exactly, mm. that's exactly right. Relationships not a one-way street, mate. <laughs> Nathan Keeley writes in and says, what's an appropriate rig-to-netting training ratio? Should I sacrifice one hit a week for an additional arms sesh? And that's S-E-S-H. It's definitely a question for Ed, I think. Uh, as opposed to the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, I would say he's pretty much on the money. One hit... I'd like, yeah, I mean, it depends where, where your starting point is. I'd like to see... Maybe Nathan can send in a photo of his rig. It's dangerous. Because if it's incredibly sloppy, mm. we're probably going to tone down his batting training and we're probably going to up... And we'll probably come down to three to one in reverse. But at the moment, I'm thinking Nathan... Probably 80 kilos, skin folds of maybe 85. How are you determining that? Uh, uh, His name, Nathan. So so I'm thinking that one hit for one arm sesh, but I'm also going to suggest a little 15 minutes on the treadmill as well. So that's the commerce degree, (laughs) firstly. But also I was about to ask, you know, how pertinent are rigs at first class level today? I think we just got our answer. That is all we talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, can I get my shirt off? (laughs) Put it back on, mate. Everyone here's got it off. What's going on? Brent and Julian. The more, uh, there would be more rig talk than anything. And people really, like, admiration of the opposition rigs as well. It's become a big thing. So what's the consensus with Faf Duplessis? What a rig. Mm. That's what I said. When did the word rig... (laughs) 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 What is this? When came back, Ed? We we had a guy at Sydney who called himself The Rig. Yes, (laughs) I know this person. Yeah, Loose unit. Mm. The Rig, yeah. That's 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 a big name to live up to. Which he, did, which he didn't for my standards. Very good. Right. But, okay. yeah. but as I said, admiration. You know, if someone turns up, forget the big hairy fast bowlers, like, mm. what about his rig? Mm. That is an absolute That's sweet. That's doesn't bowl. That is a what sweet a treat. <laughs> he cannot bowl. But. So, so this whole character, the great cricketer, will survive for another four years. I mean, you basically just confirmed our whole kind of uh, <laughs> shtick yeah. for another little while. Absolutely. So. Okay. Mickey Bellich, last question. Uh, Mickey Bellich says, we hate the captain. <laughs> He's only <laughs> that's it. He's only skipped because he goes to training. <laughs> We're going to overthrow him. What's the best way to execute this? Execute. Well, leadership coup is really uh, difficult yeah. to pull off. You've got to know. You've got to know you've got the numbers. So that's he's going exactly to have to right. you know, shore up Do some polling the early. Mm. Very, do some polling amongst the team. And then just go straight for the kill, I reckon. Mm. Just go... Well, we don't know the cover, but Do Mickey should go straight to his face and say, "Listen, pal." <laughs> See, I'd, I'd be like, I'd be asking, well, I'd be making some promises to guys. Like, if a guy bats eight and does a bowl, I'd be like, I'll "Bump you up to six yeah. if you get behind me," and just shoring up those votes because there's nothing worse than a failed spill. You know what it is? Mm. High risk, though. You are risking fine leg to fine leg for the rest of the season. Mm. You have to move club. A failed <laughs> leadership yeah. coup. You state. have to leave You're state. Gone. High risk. Mm. Yeah, stakes are high. Now, which one of you three wrote those questions? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're actually, they're actually they're, there, there are two more that I think are important to read out. I don't know they're the name. Important. but They're important. Um, so I'm sorry I don't have the name, but it, it was really more of a... Well, no, no. It said, can you please show some love for scorers of grade cricket? I'm one and feel as if it carries no weight outside the cricket sphere. <laughs> Ed, can you please show Big some shout love? out to John, University's uh, cricket scorer. What a legend. That's right. Narelle Johnson, too, at, um, oh, yeah. at Balmain. She's yeah, a, well, Sydney now. She's been there for years. Yep. Wonderful scorer. That's what we've got time for for that segment. Uh, that was lengthy. It was lengthy. Mm. Did, you, did you enjoy it, though? Yeah, I did. I'm going to write in next week. <laughs> if let's see, yeah, I can imagine your question would be something like, did you watch me in the Matador Cups hit three fifties in a row? and Four. four. <laughs> <laughs> Stats. That was a test. That was a test. Uh, oh, that's been the Great Cricketer episode two. A bit looser. Mm. A little bit looser. Mm. But hopefully we head back and we beat Adnan side again in the charts. That's Join us next week. Reasons. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Ed, for your company. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, gents. <laughs>